0: Slider,
1: how do you call yourself Slider? Is, is it because you
0: slided
1: the DMs you know what I'm saying? I nobody's DMs. <laughs> Not even back in the day or nothing? There was no such thing yeah. as DMs back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name Slide Slider because um, I used to be an MC when I was younger. And that was my nickname that I had as an MC. Literally because everybody just chose a name at that time, and everybody kind of like, some names related to people, some names didn't, it's just the name people chose and my name was Slider, which coincided because at a similar time, I started dancing. So, and I got addicted to sliding, so that the name kind of fit my character. And then after that, that name remained with me, even when I stopped MCN. it still remained with me. I became a barber, everyone called me Slider. And when I was thinking about a name for a website, I was like, you know, well, everyone called me Slider and knows me as Slider, so I'm gonna stick with that name. You know, long and short of it, how about like, you know slider cuts and the whole idea was slider cuts hair. So yeah. Wait, so that uh, how could you stop MCing? In um, because it's like it's like you know a childhood thing. I still every now and then. Put bars out there just yeah, for
0: fun. But yeah,
1: you put that on your Instagram as well, and they're, they're called TT Bars, yeah? Yeah, because it's just for fun. But yeah. it's like, you know, MCing was, you know, it was a kind of like a thing at a child, which everybody was an MC or a DJ. You know, most of them aren't MCs or DJs anymore. <laughs> you know, MCing at old age is not growing up, but you know, not everyone can be that guy. so. Yeah.
0: Well, tell me a bit about your background.
1: Well, I was born in like northwest until I was about the age of ten I lived in Leesden, I lived in Kingsbury, I lived in Kilburn, I lived in Elscourt. So I just moved around like northwest. And then when I was 10 I moved to Northwest still, which was in Gospel, Oak, which is NW5, but it's right at the age, <laughs> it's right at the age of, of um, NW5, right at the age of sorry of northwest. And I lived there till I was 26 when I moved to Dornstone, which is East London, where I'm still living now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I've been doing my research, and you know I've been... Well, firstly, actually, I think you feel like you weren't taking me seriously when I said I'm going to do this interview. I booked you in, didn't I? Well, actually, by that, <laughs> no, I start, I'm sure you're thinking that, nah, this guy's not going to
1: follow no through with this. I booked you in. You said you wanted the interview. I said OK, and I booked you in. All right. You got you, your text message reminder me yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 But
0: anyways, like, I've been doing my research about so when you were, like, younger, that yep. your parents split up, for like, what were they do? I
1: don't know, I was about three years old. That, <laughs> that. They broke up. Um, my dad, I think, I don't know how soon after, maybe a couple of years after, moved back to Nigeria, and then, yeah, the, that was life for me, me and my mum. Oh, me and my brothers and my mum. Yeah.
0: So, like, how was how it growing up? Do
1: you know what? How was it growing up? Growing up was good, because you don't know any other life. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the greatest, but I enjoyed my childhood. Um, although there were things which everybody goes through as a child, but you know, I guess like I went, when I was like, I don't know, seven, ages there, I was in a racist school. Um, I was in, it's weird, they were racist, but they were ignorant. Well, racism is ignorance. You know, and not all the time, sometimes like not even ignorance, they know what they're doing. But I would say purely these kids were just ignorant more so, because they just didn't understand. And because me and my brother were the only two black kids in the school, um, it literally was like, it was a new thing to them, so they actually didn't really understand the whole being black thing. Like, they didn't even understand why when you scratched your skin, it would um, it turned kind of like white-grey, they just didn't understand it. They were literally like, you know, they thought it was dirt coming off the skin so it was literally ignorance and um i guess a lot of times well the things they were saying to me they probably would just hear it from their mom or dad so they're just repeating the stuff they're hearing because uh, you're actually such
0: a nice guy and you're so like happy all the time like certain like people with them type of experiences will basically generate hate from them that like, they'll always think about that and that like, or just lead on to that like, a bad path type of
1: Yeah, maybe. I guess everyone has a different character, so, you know, I can't take credit for my own character because I didn't make myself, you know, so, and everyone, you know, takes different things from different situations which they encounter with, so with me, as example, I'm more of an optimistic person, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying that as a thing, but just to say, like, I know people, I hear so often people say, you know, I'm an optimistic person, and you look at them and say, you don't seem that optimistic, you know, but I'm generally just an optimistic person, so... Things like that which happen in life, I generally always look at the bright side of things. Like I've got this kind of like way of looking at things where it's always kind of like, you know, what it could be worse, you know? And look what happened to that person, you know? Like, he experienced racism, you know, growing up, which is bad, you know, definitely is bad, you know? But then there's people like, you know, um, Stephen Lawrence, who experienced racism and it ended up in his death. You might, you guys might be young to remember this situation in Elton, but you know you always look at the things where it's like you know it could be that, you know it could be it could be worse you know, and I'm still here, still breathing, so I've got to be God, thankful yeah. to God for that you know.
0: Also like, since you're obviously from Nigeria, in the south in Nigeria, yeah. that it's the, the barbering business is for basically people who don't really have that much education type of thing. Yeah. So that whole, when you when you became a barber, what did that? Like, how did you tell that to your mum?
1: Why did I have to tell my mum I became a barber because? I was cutting hair at home all the time from when I was like 13, 14 years old. She saw me, she saw friends coming over to get haircuts. She saw um, when I started working part-time. So when I first started cutting hair, like professionally, I was working part-time outside of college. So she was happy because I'm working a part-time job while I'm studying, you know, bringing in a bit of money while I'm, st- when I'm studying. So I was doing that part-time for like two years until I finished college. And then when I finished college, I was like, okay, well I'm going to be a barber for now until maybe I figure out maybe what I want to do and I'll go back to university if I find something I want to do so my mom never actually said anything she never actually said she never actually said anything to me except for when she started seeing things which happened in my life and she just like was having proud moments of like you know i'm so proud you know this and that that and this but she wasn't she never actually discovered ever being a barber
0: but how did that how did the haircut start what, like, why did you start cutting hair
1: from such a young age? Um, I started cutting hair because I was getting haircuts at home from my mum, my older brothers and the haircuts just weren't like the haircuts my friends in school were getting and when I was going to school, where I went to a school which had loads of black kids in there I was seeing you know, loads of children with the same like hair texture and type as me and they're coming in and they've got fades, they've got lines, they've got low fades, skin fades, they've got waves in their hair, they've got borders, they've got all these different things. And I'm like, I want one of those haircuts. And my brother or my mum don't seem to be giving me this haircut or, you know, um, providing with these haircuts. I was just getting like all one levels, no shape ups, you know? So I was like, you know what? I want one of these haircuts, so let me try to pick up the clippers and, and try it myself. But I realized that it was more than that. Because I, before I ever picked up the clippers, I used to draw shape-ups in the back of my school box, the way I thought a shape-up should look. So when I look back now, i realise that I always had an interest in hair before I even realised it. All
0: right, so, by the way, like, I know I'm in a barber shop, and I'm not getting a trim, and I need a trim. So, like, it's a bit sticky, but I'm going to get a
1: trim. A, <laughs> Whoa. Definitely need a trim. Whoa. Definitely need a trim.
0: But Outfit. Do you think you're
1: one of the best barbers in the know. UK, no offence to you man? Well no, you can say I'm one of the best because one of the best is me, me alongside other people. So um, do I think I'm one of the best barbers in the UK? Um, Being honest, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> you know maybe, I'm not saying I'm the best barber. Um, Not because you've been cutting some big people, Mm Anthony Joshua, Dizzy Rascal, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, well, I did cut a shit top Daniel Sturridge. Um, Well, cutting celebrities doesn't mean you're the best barber. It just means, you know, you cut celebrities. You know, the best barber is someone who actually cuts hair the best. So, would I say I'm one of the best barbers? I don't know, I'd put put myself up there, if I'm being honest, I'd put myself up there, yeah, in the top league of barbers Mm -hmm. in this country. Champions League. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 of barbers in mm. this country. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm the best barber or anything like that, but I would put myself up there as one of the, one of those which are in the in, in the top league. Top division. You know?
0: But anyways is like, that like, that when did you start going clear, as they say, like you've been being this barbering victim for that, fifteen years. Yeah, more than well professionally sixteen years, yeah. So that how did you go clear? That when did you
1: start getting these big flags? It's drips and draps, it's happened like slow, it's been a slow process. So there isn't a time to, for me to say, you know, I went clear at this moment because everything that I've done in this journey added to where I'm at right now. So, you know, there will be, there will be defining moments, definitely in my career, you know, which you could say it's um, speeded forward things, you know, my career, you know, or pushed my career forward, you know, at a quicker pace at that point in time. But like, you know, you, you know, like m- my first celebrity client kind I of cut was Richard Blackwood, and that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Maybe like 15, no, 14 and a half years ago, maybe something like that. You know, so it's like when people like, you know, when did you start getting celebrities? Like, well, about a year, a year and a half into my career, I cut a celebrity, and he was big. You know, do you know who Richard Blackwood is? I'm uh, not really. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry about,
0: Rich, about that, Richie. See, the thing
1: is, Richie Blackwood is like, at his time, like, he was just massive. Like, he was like the Wool Smith of this country. Right. You know, at, at his time, you know. Obviously, um, well, yeah. he
0: got overtaken by me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's in Eastenders, Well, he wasn't Eastenders. Vince from Eastenders. Nah, do think was about that, that No, I mean, no, Vince we his senders recently, like, he oh, oh, was recently in his senders, as oh. a character called Vince, you know. Well, Richard Blackwood <laughs> was massive anyway, he, he was massive. Anybody from my generation, they all know Richard Blackwood. You know, so, I, I'd cut him, then i I'd cut a few footballers as well, because <laughs> the barber who I worked under, he was cutting footballers, and when he wasn't around on holiday, I'd cut, you know, I'd be the So. Slowly, I was cutting people every, every like, now and then, and then it's like, you know, I cut that person, and he was an actor, who was in this film, or that film. Cool. Then it's like, you know, okay. I cut X, Y, and Z. Basically, there wasn't no, like, moment where it's like, you know, I just went, I just went Claire. Because, um, Hi. if you ask me now, you know, would I say I've gone Claire? I don't know. I don't know, it's harder to see things when you're on the inside. I'm not looking at myself from the outside. So, for, me, for you guys, it's a lot easier to see, but for me, I haven't got that vision. I'm on the inside of it. So when people even say to me, you know, wow, you know, you're doing this, or you're doing that, or you're branding well and stuff like that, I don't actually fully know what my brand looks like. I know what I portray for my for my brand to look like, what it should look like. I hope it looks like, but I can't actually see that. I just know that I've done things, you know, implemented certain ethics, rules in my brand, you know, certain what you call it, codes of conduct, branding color and stuff like that, but. When you're inside, I can't still see what that looks like. So I can only go off, you know, the response from people being like, you know, that looks good, or you're really doing well, or you know, I see that. But it's hard for me to ever be like, you know, oh I've gone Claire, or I went Claire here or there or then. Oh, like, a,
0: a couple years back I must have been going on my way to Savies or something or Cali Road. And then I like, like, I see you waving at me and you had like a, a peg bit. It's like a German, a little German thing there. <laughs> <laughs> 18 play, yeah.
1: The way it would have been 18, because. Was that 16
0: maybe? Because we're
1: 2018 now. <laughs>
0: it was a 2019, to the 19th.
1: 2019, we just <laughs> turned it to 2019. Um, I can't remember what car that would have been. Um, it'd either be uh, the BMW 2 Series or it would have been. Um... I can't even remember the cars. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. The car before that, I can't even remember the car before that. I it was C cars. But. Don't let these things fool you, the, 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 you know, it's all the illusions, you know, not that my car was on finance, but some people have a car, not finance, I mean like lease, and, so a lot of these things are, are very attainable, you know, they're just very attainable, so I, I want to say be fooled by them, you know, and even like the cars which I even bought before, you know, I bought them on finance, I bought them second hand, so, like, I don't want to fool anybody to be like you know oh yeah I just took this and bought a new car splashed out cash no <laughs> I financed it <laughs> and it wasn't for decades <laughs> I financed it and it was second hand you know but yeah so it was... yeah so I thought had, I had a few a few cars driving Jade.